Welcome back to the 643 Conspiracy. I am your host, Hank, here with your co-host, Drew. Drew, how we doing? What's up, Hank? How's it going, buddy? How's, how's the Sunday? Hey, it's been a great day, man. Did a little yard work, did some grilling, threw a rack of ribs on the grill earlier, spent some time outside with the family. It's been a good day. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to put my grill back together tomorrow. We're going to get that thing fired up. I got one of those uh, Blackstones, you know, with the, the yeah. flat... And uh, we did a hibachi night forever ago, and I okay. took the top off so we could do hibachi, and I, I just haven't put the top back on to actually like get it so we yeah. can grill on it. So we'll use that bitch tomorrow. Dude, I'm so jealous of your yard. I'm I'm so jealous of your yard. If I could have that yard here in fucking Bumfuck Deja, Arkansas, dude, I'd be shitting in some high kite. I'm telling you, you have I an amazing it. view, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. It's taking a long time i appreciate it oh i can understand uh for for those kind of just wondering what we're talking about drew lives down in, in florida and he's got he sent me some a picture of his yard he got set up for uh some some nighttime movie sessions in the backyard with the family and it was just he had the the party lights up in the trees he's got palm trees in his backyard on a looks are you on a lake yeah man yeah we live on uh our, our whole neighborhood has a couple lakes but um we we have a little lake in the backyard. It's nice, man. It's stocked full of bass too. So oh, dude, I and, would uh, die, dude. That's my favorite yeah. kind of fishing, man. I don't have patience for catfishing, but I can do some bass fishing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's fun, awesome. man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we know we've kind of been a little absent and tardy with our uh, appearances lately, and we apologize for that. Life doesn't really care that we have a podcast, and uh, we're just doing the best that we can to make two guys from two different time zones with two completely different work schedules and life schedules. We're trying to make this happen for y'all. We appreciate y'all's uh, steady support and you know sticking with us and being patient and all that. We hope to be bringing you a pretty good episode this evening. Uh, I think we're going to start things off. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to go through the current league overview as far as uh, power rankings are concerned. Then we're going to jump to a, a pretty fun topic Brought to you by yours truly, Drew. He's got some. He's got some wicked information for us tonight. So, Drew, you got any uh, sports specifics you want to talk before I start rambling about these power rankings? No, nah, man, get right into it, buddy. We I'll touch on uh, stuff every now and then while while you're going through. I mean, top of the AL East, we got Tampa Bay Rays leading it off, thirty nine and sixteen. They're looking pretty good. I know we talked about that. Oh, excuse me. No, we talked about that last week, but. Oh, yes, sir. They're not only the top of the AL East, but they are atop the whole MLB. That hasn't changed since pretty much week two of the season. Uh, like you said, they are 39 and 16, and they're playing good ball. Doesn't matter where they're going. They're deadly at home. They're 26 and 6 at home, and they're, they're still above 500 at 13 and 10 on the road. So it doesn't matter where they play. They're able to do what they do, which is score a lot more runs than they give up. They still have a positive 120 run differential uh, through, what is this, almost 55 games of the season. You know, that's pretty good. If you're scoring 120 more runs than you're giving up, it's a big reason why they're first overall on these rankings. Who I'm really surprised about is who's right behind them. The Orioles are really playing some good baseball. Yeah, they're, they're only they're, uh, four games they're out. They're looking really good. The, the Rays have no ground to – or no no room to really uh, go on any kind of a losing skid. The Orioles are four games out right over their shoulder, looking at them hard and heavy, and the Orioles are playing some really good ball. They really are. Uh, the Texas Rangers find themselves in third place. And this, this surprises me simply just because with losing DeGrom, I really didn't know how much their rotation would be able to offer outside of having DeGrom, who was their big offseason signing, who they've spent many, multiple millions of dollars on. Yeah, and they they uh, they had a tight game today with the, with the Orioles. They threw up some late – excuse me, late in the game numbers there in the uh, sixth and the eighth inning to bring and it I'm close two to three. Tell you, this AL race is going to be really fun come August, September. It's going to be a really fun watch. Uh, looking over towards the AL East and the AL uh, Central, seeing who comes out of there. I've got the the Twins taking the AL Central. 
but that's really not saying much. I'm the 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 Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays pretty much are going to be your. They're they're probably going to end up in the division. They can't make it both to the championship, but they can play in the divisional round. I, I believe, can't they? Yes, sir. Yeah, so I, I, so. I think they're going to be on one half of the bracket. That's going to be fun. Uh, Texas is going to be right there with them. They really don't have much uh, competition over there except for the Astros, as far as I'm concerned. That's pretty much going to be your four teams out of the AL, if you ask me. At this point, at least how it's looking now, the Rays, the Orioles, the Rangers, and the Astros are probably going to be your last four teams in the AL come divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, behind Texas in fourth place, you do have your Atlanta Braves. They are atop the NL leaderboards. They're 10 games above 500 at 31 and 21. They're only six and a half games out of Tampa Bay for first overall in the league. But that just kind of shows you just how dominant the AL is with three teams better than your best NL team. But there's still a long way to go. We're almost making it to it third of the way through the season, Mark, just a few games shy of that. But it's starting to shake out kind of the way you'd expect it to shake out, except for a few of these teams. You still have some traditional powerhouses muddied down in the, in the lower half of these rankings, which I think surprises everybody. But I think it's a testament to Baltimore really evolving their players that they've drafted, uh, developing them really well. Texas – just pulled the right trigger on the right people at the right time over the last three seasons. They've completely uh, evolved their team through free agency. It's been really fun watching Texas spend all that money and become relevant again. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm actually surprised that the Yankees are sitting down in third in the AL East. Uh, I mean, they're still 500 over 500 baseball, but I honestly, I thought they'd be playing a lot better. Um, this far into the season, especially with the with the way Judge ended the season last year, you know. Um, but some unhappy hey, fans in the Bronx. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you have un- unhappy fans watching uh, Aaron Judge running around in the 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 outfield with his little dog the other day. Did you see that? Yeah, I he's saw got that. like a he's it's, oh man, ridiculous. Play baseball. Stop running around with your puppy. Right. I thought he was going to freaking pull a quad or something barefooted that'd in be the grass. A, oh, that'd be so funny. Uh, behind your Braves in fifth place in the league, you do have your Houston Astros who have seemingly withstood all the trials and tribulations that this early uh, baseball season has thrown their way with it being injuries and uh, not necessarily a tough schedule overall, but it seems like some of the way the – the injuries happened around certain series, made it a little tougher. But they, they're 10 games above 500. They have the same record as your Atlanta Braves. They're only six and a half games out of the lead, and they're only two games behind Texas for the AL West. The Astros are playing some good ball. They're, they're playing with a plus 53 run differential. I'm a big run differential fan. It's the, Really, to me, that's what it comes down to. It batting average OPS slugging those are cool fun numbers for individuals but when I want to see how a team's doing I go to their run differential and if you can score more runs than you can stop I mean that's really at the end of the day what it all boils down to anyway I agree so behind your Astros in sixth place you've got your Los Angeles Dodgers at 32 and 22 Dodgers are Doing Dodger things. They're playing just good enough to stay safely inside their little bubble above the cut line. They're going to find themselves in the in contention for the playoffs at the end of the year. It's what the Dodgers do. They lose all the big names that they can that they want. You know, they lost their starting shortstop on day one and never skipped a beat. They've yeah. called up some cat named James Outman who has just apparently been chilling in their farm system and now he's potentially going to be rookie of the year 
Yeah, he's been he's been blowing it up. Uh, people are paying ridiculous amount of amounts of money for his rookie card, uh, just his paper based rookie card. Speaking yep. of just throwing out baseball uh, cards there, but uh, yeah, man, the Dodgers they came into town for the Rays. Man, we took uh, two out of the three, but you know, yesterday six to five, and today was eleven to ten. I mean, they kept it really close. They're playing good ball. You oh know? yeah, oh yeah. I got to see them play a four game series against the Cardinals about a week ago and it was it wasn't easy even though the cardinals won three out of four it it wasn't a, a simple task of defeating them like that behind your dodgers in seventh place you have your new york yankees the bronx bombers or maybe not so bronx not so bombers the the yankees have a 32 and 23 record seven games out of the overall league uh top spot they do play good ball at home. They're six games above 500, 19 and 13 at home, three games above 500 on the road at 13 and 10. You know, they, they got a lot of injuries throughout their whole, every level of their organization from the outfield to the infield to rotation to the bullpen. They've got notable injuries. They're still finding a way to come on through and win enough games to stay relevant. They're going to be like the Dodgers just inside of that cut line find themselves in the playoffs come the end of the year. And it's not going to be a surprise because that's what the Yankees do. Uh, yes, sir. Round out your top 10. You've got eighth place, Arizona, ninth place, Milwaukee, 10th place, Boston. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, Boston, Boston, Seattle are, are, are neck and neck there. You know, yeah. and, and I'm I'm surprised uh, the Mariners haven't been playing better ball. I mean, they're still playing good ball, but I'm surprised they haven't been playing better ball, especially with all the talk with J-Rod and everything else. You know, everybody I do know was, they uh, picked up a win on an Eugenio Suarez walk-off today against the Pirates. Nice. I got to watch that game on Hulu. That was pretty oh, nice. Fun. Yeah, yeah, J-Rod's been playing some good ball, too. And, you know, they just uh, – I thought this was cool. They signed a, a new deal with Alaska Airlines with – um, Julio, and so I, th- I think uh, when he gets a home run, if he if he sits, forty four fans sitting in the section he hits the ball to will receive free round trips from Alaska Airlines. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, like you were saying, uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Boston, and Seattle are all tied at twenty eight and twenty five. They they're all equally, you know, log jammed right there for. The eighth, ninth, or ninth and tenth place in the overall league. They're the Boston surprises me. Man, don't get me started about the Red Sox. Huh? You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I just got sidetracked. Apparently, we are on a time limit. That's funny. Yeah, I I thought that uh, with the Zoom. From what my buddy was saying, it limits us to like 45 minutes or so on yeah. the recording. Apparently, it's only 40 minutes, but I, I was told. But anyway, what we can do is when we run out of time, we can kick up another one. And I should be able to. Well, look, we'll just we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up in these last five, six minutes. We'll talk, finish wrapping up this baseball talk. Then we'll kick up another one of these recordings and we'll get into the baked potatoes of why we're here. I'll make it work on the audio side and they'll never be none the wiser about what's going on. So, all right. Um, the middle, the middle pack part of your uh, power, power rankings rundown. It, it's a bunch of the teams that you kind of predicted to be there. All kind of log jammed. They're all well within four games of each other. You've got, the, the Marlins, the Blue Jays, the Angels, the Twins, the Giants, the Pirates, the Mets, uh, the Detroit Tigers, the Phillies, Padres, Reds, and then the Guardians and Cardinals. All of those teams are within five games of each other. After the Cardinals, you your last five teams in the league are the Nationals, Cubs, White Sox, Royals and your still impressingly shitty Oakland Athletics at ten and forty-five to round out the bottom of the league. Ten and forty-five. They just now won ten games the other day and already 
at what a quarter of the way through the season. Really hard to only win ten games through fifty-five games. It's really impressive what they're doing down there. It's very impressive. You are absolutely correct. But if I could talk about anything about this lower half of the league, it's really how close they are. Once you, you know, from Miami to St. Louis, you're within five, four and a half, five games. That's a whole half of your league's worth of teams that are a series away from being a dozen spots higher in the power rankings or a dozen spots worse if you drop a series. So there's going to be a lot of teams finding themselves up and down in these power rankings through this middle as we're transitioning into the middle second third of this season, coming into the trade deadline, going into the all-star break. Because everybody knows after the all-star break, put your big boy boots on and you, you go to work because now it's for real. You know what your team is going to be except, you know, except for injuries. But pretty much it's who you've got on your 40-man. That's who you go to war with. And you're going, you're you're trying to stay healthy enough for the playoffs. That's all it is. Right. Everybody's finally early, got in their groove. Yeah. All of this early stuff is you're really just trying to see what you've got, seeing who you're potentially wanting to go after in trade, who you're trying to potentially unload in a trade. Maybe you like what you've seen from some of your young guys in the AAA system. Maybe you see, you know, that you can make some deals with some extra pieces on your 40-man. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff over the next month, month and a half, two months, shake up. And it's going to be really fun to see where these teams are when we're 100 games into the season, when we're 120 games coming into our final 40 games of the season. I'm fairly certain that your top five, six spots won't change that much. Your, your, your Rays, your Orioles, your Rangers, your Braves, your Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, they're probably still going to be there. Maybe not in that same order that they are now. They're probably still going to be there. Bam. All right, Drew. So what we're here to talk tonight, other than a little baseball, is a new payment platform that has been released called FedNow. So what have you yeah, found man. out about FedNow? FedNow. So basically, in my opinion, I think FedNow is just basically kind of leading the way to the central bank digital currency system, right? So there's a couple different proponents of FedNow, and, and it's fully not launched yet. They actually, what my favorite part of FedNow, not my favorite part, but being sarcastic, is, you know, it's, it's actually been in the works for several years. And, uh, you know, right at the end of COVID, right? So uh, January 2021. So we're all not not end of COVID, but as far as we're in our first year of COVID, now we're moving past all the lockdowns. We're getting still into lockdowns, but now we're moving out of it. Let's snuff this pilot program in called fed now right so in january 2025 2021 they launched um a pilot version of the program and 110 financial institutions joined up so basically fed now is a new digital payment system that the federal government has the federal government already has some different different digital payment systems in the works already they have uh, i think it's called like fedwire um, and I uh, forget the other one, but it, it basically uh, they already have a couple other ones that your banks already use that you probably had no idea about, right? So uh, the main thing that FedNow aims to uh, replace or kind of fix is what they're purporting to us, right? And the, the one that they're throwing out there in the news is, oh, we have to fix the United States antiquated financial system. Right. Because they're 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 saying that uh, our banks take too long to talk to each other, which I agree. Right. It's we're in 2023. Right. There's no reason that uh, I write a check today and it takes four days for the bank to know that your money is there or not. Right. right. That's it's it's nonsense. I stick my debit card in the machine at the thing. It knows right away and it, and it talks. So the number one thing. That they want to do is 
kind of fix that antiquated system as far as the banks are concerned with checking and everything else. Because right now you have the uh, the ACH, which is the automated clearinghouse, right? So uh, uh, all the banks that are linked to they get together, you write your check, it goes to them, whatever. The Fed now is going to replace that, and they're going to they have a new uh, streamlined system. Okay, so that's good on the surface, right? Right. But that, but then what they're doing is now, um, you know, they have this other portion of Fed now, which is for digital payments. So now all digital payments, I say all digital payments, because right now there's no requirement for your bank to join, right? right. No federal requirement today, but you sneeze or, you know, uh, you, you change something and that shit can happen like an instant. Right. The Fed just decides, nope, nope, all banks have to join. So I think there's uh, uh, they have contracts from what I was finding out with every um, United States financial institution right now. But your financial institution doesn't have to join it. Most already have. If you have a big bank, if you're Bank of America, all the other nonsense, your bank's already signed up for Fed now. It's already coming to you. And eventually it is what it is. But the biggest thing that scares me, Hank, is. It, it it does away with uh, this the merchant services from what I'm finding out. So like for, from right now, so you go and you pay Amazon, right? right? It goes to a merchant service, their their merchant service, and then it goes to Amazon for their payment, so that they get the money, right? Well, now when you go to do that, it's going to go to Fed now, and then it's going to go to Amazon. Yep. Well, what? Now, who's to say the federal government's not going to say, oh, well, Drew, you bought enough toilet paper for the month. We, we got to save some toilet paper for uh, it's hurricane season. You know, we, we got supplies uh, rationed for you guys down there in Florida. So um, I know that you might be stocked up, but you can't buy anymore because the people in your neighborhood, somebody down the street, they need to buy some. So you bought enough. Who's to say that that shit's not going to happen? Exactly. And, and before anybody goes and thinks this is something far-fetched, some right-wing MAGA Republican conspiracy theorist bullshit, I would ask you to look into what's going on in China right now. Right now in China, they have basically a national social credit system. And basically what it is, is there is pretty much a camera within every square foot of China. Every just about every nook and cranny of physical land in China is under some lens of some sort. So if they get on social media and start talking about dissenting opinions other than what's being forced from their government, because the CCP does not tell anything close to the truth on their news stations they're they're the the population of china is being very propagandized they are giving fed a very specific uh story a very specific you know fabrication of what their life is and so you say something untowards about the government or or whatever on social media you go to the store and you grab a grocery cart full of groceries and you go to bite, you know, scan your card or whatever, and you're declined. But you know you have money, but the government over there might decide that you don't need groceries this week or this month. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or you jaywalked when, when you were walking to go to the grocery store. They are you, you were going expiri expiration dates on their currency over there because it's all digital. There is hardly any physical currency left going on in China right now. They are being forced to either spend their money or watch it literally disappear. Yeah, they take it right from you. You're, you're walking across the street. You jaywalk. The camera catches you. Your face goes right up on the on the jaywalking uh, uh, what do you call it the digital digital board there your billboard your face goes on there immediately recognizes you from their algorithm and just like a snap of a finger money's taken out of your account your social credit cord goes down and now you're screwed you can't buy groceries you can't do whatever for for the next week that's in China now I'm not saying that that stuff's gonna come in over here to the United States 
but we're already going that way. We have this bullshit corporate equality index with these uh, corporations on whether or not you're woke enough, yeah. right? Whether or not you have enough of the uh, LGBTQ plus ABCD, uh, sure you, you got know, enough diversity. In make sure you have enough diversity and, and, and everything else. So, I mean, you're basically uh, the federal government, in my opinion, is they're they're trying to get away from the dollar. Right. And they're slowly starting to try to do. And we've seen this pop off since the pandemic. We've we've seen this popped off since the pandemic started. What did you see when you went to either fast food or you went to the grocery store? If you paid with cash or coins, people would not touch it. You had to put it in a box and they put that box and dumped it. They did not want to touch your physical currency. Where do you think they got that from? Yeah, and, you know, and during the same nobody time. Nobody ever had then, a problem holding dollars that we know have been up some strippers' ass, Craig. We don't have no problem doing that, you know, but now that the government tells us that COVID's out here and it's going to kill us, you, you don't want to touch our money anymore. Everything right. And then went it, from this cash-driven cash, uh, society before the pandemic to where it was normal to walk around with a pocket full of cash to do all of your transactions in cash i personally was one of those people i kept just enough bill money in the bank to cover whatever bills came out of my bank account i didn't keep my money in the bank now i never have cash if you see me Same with way. cash somebody probably gave it to me i don't keep cash i keep a, a, a debit card you know, that's what you're yep. talking about is I, that's what pushed, everybody's like that, you know, and pushed that, into this cashless society. Yeah. At the same time that, you know, you're talking about the pandemic and they didn't want to touch your currency and everything else. Then all of a sudden there was a national coin shortage. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they said, oh, no, please pay with exact currency uh-huh. uh, change or, or use your uh, credit or debit card because we have yep. a coin currency. Uh, my shortage. wife worked at a, a truck stop. When that was going on, and she said it was bullshit. It's still going on. Some you'll see it sometimes down here. It's a couple of fast food restaurants. No shit. Two weeks ago, I saw a sign said, uh, "You know, due to the national coin shortage, please." A second, the national coin shortage. My ass. Shut up, dude. I've got What's several your... piggy banks full of change. There's not a shortage of coins. Every store Every... I go to, if I want to pay with cash, I can get. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from because I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. It's, again, it's just have a, a pile of loose change at home. It's just another way for the government just to of be able course. to control us. So what I think, it, what I think of when you talk about this Fed now, what I think of is the movie from 2011 in time with Justin Timberlake. That was the movie where everybody had a ticker on your forearm, and your life was a amount of time. And everything you did, every cup of coffee you bought, subtracted time from this ticker on your arm. You could go to work and get be given more time. Like everything, there was no, there was no currency. It was all your life. It was all time, your lifetime, literally your time, the time that you had to live, that you could track, as you could watch it on your arm. You know, you could go gamble with it. They had casino. You know what I'm saying? You, I don't know if you've seen that. But no, I've, very, ne- I've never seen it. I was just starting to look it up. Movie, and it's it's where we're headed now because I've watched a few videos. I've done a little digging into this Fed now thing. They're going to be rolling this out in waves. They're going to be starting this at the top in quotations. They want to. This is their. This is what they're presenting to us. We're going to start it with these big corporations, and we're going to move it down into smaller businesses, and then in like a year or two's time, it's going to be. We won't have PayPal. We won't have Cash App. We won't have Zelle. Exactly. We won't have Venmo because everything's going to have to be. We are in the, the now. in the business of what can I? What can you do for me now? And what they're what they're offering is, or what they're what they're proposing is that with this Fed now, it is literal instant transactions. Whereas with PayPal, you might have to wait, even if it's a couple of minutes. For transfer right. your PayPal pallets back into your bank account. They're trying to sell people on, well, you don't have to wait that 30, 45 seconds. It'll be there instantly. What I think is really going on is all those IRS agents that they're wanting to hire kind of plays into this whole thing because they need people to 
data log all of these transactions and compile lists to find out who's spending their money on what so that they can ultimately get to a point where they say, oh, Drew, no, we heard you on your your, your uh, podcast this week. You said that, you know, Biden's yeah, a clone, absolutely. so you don't get to buy shit tickets this week. You better right, go find some man. pine cones. Right, because everything, listen, as, as terrible as it sounds, we're already dependent on the federal government for our currency and everything else, right? We're all stuck on the Federal Reserve System. We have been, uh, you know, Kennedy tried to get rid of it in the 60s, and guess what happened to him? They Operation him. Northwoods. Yep, see you later, buddy. Uh, you know, they took him out, right? Yep. And that was all just, they they wanted to have the bullshit war in Cuba and do all that nonsense. And then they had Operation Northwoods and they wanted to start that nonsense. Kennedy said, no, thanks. He said he wanted to get rid of the Fed. No, thanks. See you later. Guess uh, next Saturday afternoon on a nice uh, sunny sunny day, you get shot in the back of the head, you know? Yep. So, and that, that shit's real life, man. But that's the scary part of it. Is with Fed now, you have every single transaction is going to go through the Fed now system. Every single transaction, it's all going to have to go through it. Yeah. The way that they're setting it up. Yep. And, you know, they're already, you already have the dollar is already worth next to nothing anyway. You know, with all these other uh, countries, you know, look at BRICS. Yep. You know, um uh you know they decide they're wanting to decide to do international trade and everything else with, they didn't with something other than the themselves. no absolutely not this absolutely is all not. hand in hand right this is all this is all a part of uh what is it agenda 21 and the united yeah, nations the, the and, same song of the new world order but it's just different parts of that mega plan spinning into fruition I, I if you've never read george orwell's book 1984 if you've never read uh animal farm do yourself a favor go read those books if you've you never read of, the book of revelations brother oh <laughs> <laughs> um, go listen to the to the episode that me and ryan did on life log and facebook it, that's mm. part of this because it's this fed now to me is just another layer of data mining data collection doing everything to because they want to they want all this data so that they can give us what we need in quotations what they think we want they, right, they, want, an... they know us better than we know ourselves i mean it's no coincidence that that i, I talked about this justin timberlake movie i'll probably scroll through facebook and see something about it later i mean it, they're they're constantly tracking us and, 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 and recording what we say what we do and right. this is just another layer of that, but this goes even further because now they can see where we spend every penny. Exactly, They've already it's been doing this with certain biggest credit layer. card companies. Uh, certain credit oh. cards have been have been come out in the last few months. They've created a completely separate uh, cataloging uh, entry method for anything to do with firearms or ammunition or anything in the gun world whether it be armor clothing if it's any kind of tactical or anything weapons related and you go to these stores and you use a credit card that purchase is being kept in a completely separate place that is being compiled with all these other purchases so that you are effectively put on a list so that when they want to come and take your guns they don't have to go door to door they know exactly whose house to go to Exactly, the man. So, and, and the government is, and, is, is legally not allowed to compile a list of gun owners, but they have used just like they use Twitter and the and the, and the mainstream media to suppress all of this Hunter Biden information and come up with all this Russian collusion bullshit. They have used the banks and these banking companies that use these, you know, Visa, American Express, Mastercard. They are all creating the gun list for the government and then the oh, irs yeah. can all they got to say is hey let me see the lit list this week yep oh, the they don't even have to say that no the irs no, doesn't all, even have to say that you know they already uh, they already all have access to transmitted it. you know what i'm saying oh absolutely it's just another way to strip 
even more rights and freedoms away from us because that's right. all this pandemic was for was to get us to give up our freedoms and it worked really well. Yep. And then they started seeing, oh shit, all kinds of people are spending $600 or more on Venmo and PayPal. We got to yep. put a stop to it because yep. they're not, ta- we're not getting the tax money on it. Oh shit. Uh, now people want to do uh, this, that, and the other thing. We got to stop it, you know? And, and, you know, this, this now allows them another layer to be able to put a stop to it. And they're going to be able to see everything. They're going to see, oh, shit, uh, Hank, you you made uh, $602 the other day because you sold uh, that piece of property. I know you already got taxed on it 14 different times between the time that you bought it and the time that you sold it. But guess what? Uncle Sam's going to need some more because we got to send some more money over to Ukraine. So that way we can finish the money laundering scam we got going on over there. Right. Nonsense, man. It's all nonsense, brother. It's all just another way um, for the government to control us. And it's overall, it's all part of the long con that, uh, like you talked about, brother, that all bully. And and I fully believe, and I was just talking to my buddy about this the other day. I think um, that all started in the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I man. think in uh I think in 1947 when we had Roswell, New Mexico, right? We had this UFO landing. Right. Alleged. I think that the United States got some Nephilim technology and what what happened between 47 and like the 60s? All kinds of shit started popping off. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you had you had uh so you mean to me in yeah. 1969, we had the technology to send man to the moon, but we've lost that technology in <laughs> the next 60 years? Well, I mean, why why, why do we have to go to the moon more than once? We talked about this the other day at yeah. work, Hank, and I, so many people got so fucking mad when I said, I don't think we ever went to the moon. I don't even think we ever went to space. I don't Brother. think we did either, man. Oh, man. So many people in my office were so pissed I'll, off talking about it. I would encourage... And, you know, it's, it, and go it, it goes back to, like you said, I'm not to cut you off, man, but like you were saying uh, last episode, when you hear something and you're told it for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and now somebody just mentions the possibility it might be different. Oh man, you know, there's a great quote and my buddy talks about this all the time too. So Luca, here's your shout out, buddy. It's a great quote from Mark Twain. And he says, um, it's easier to fool a man than to convince a man that he's been fooled. If that ain't the truth, I don't know what is. Because I I can lie to you and fool you all day, but then when I tell you, you're no bullshit. That's what do you t- no? Come yeah, on, because we have pride, <sighs> right? We can't, we can't be wrong. I get you, man. Um, what I was gonna say was I it for those of you listening that don't necessarily believe in the possibility of there legitimately being God angels. Satan, demons, go to the Cult of Conspiracy. Wherever you find them, they're on all your major podcast catchers. The Cult of Conspiracy. Listen to their last two episodes. Their last two episodes feature a man, I think his name is Zach King. He spent decades in a satanic cult. He spent decades doing things that I refuse to mention on on my podcast. Horrible things. The horrible things were done to him. This man was a practicing high wizard in this satanic world. And when you hear him tell his story, if you listen to both part one and part two, and you walk away from part two and you tell me, that you still don't believe that there's at least a possibility that we are in a completely spiritual world of war, that we are caught in between the battle of literal good and evil. Absolutely. Then, then, then I, then I would like to sit down and talk to you personally. I will have you on me and drew will bring you on the show. We will let you voice your opinions. We won't attack you. 
I want to hear how somebody can hear a, a, a testimonial like that and then not believe in God. Because what the man says is shocking. It's appalling. It's downright disturbing. Um, Drew, I want you to go listen to it when you get get some free oh, time. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go listen to it. And you'll know, you'll know, you'll you'll know the episodes when you see it. it's their last two episodes. But it's a uh, uh, talking with the satanic wizard, pretty much is the name of it. I think it it it, it lets you know that every body that we look up to, whether it be celebrities, radio stars, musicians, artists, politicians, they all answer to somebody. They've all done something to get into that position of power. Whether that somebody be a demon or Satan or one of the many faces of evil that can be presented to you, or maybe somebody legitimately is following their God-given intuition and trying to stay true to God, um, you'll you'll quickly start to realize that not not too many people are following God that we look up. Oh, to. no, absolutely uh, we, not. I do not believe this is God's world anymore. He created it, but then he immediately uh, uh, surrendered it to Lucifer and a third of heaven's host. They I, I think it's a, and it's still a, it's still a battle. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not saying and, that God has thrown his hands up, but this is this is not God's world that we live in. This is Satan's world that we live in. He has built everything around us, as far as the cultures that we see, the religious practices that we see, all this messed up stuff going on in the world. Isn't God allowing it to happen? It's Lucifer doing what Lucifer does, man. Man, you know, I, I got to show you this. Um, I'm going to send you a link to this video when when we're done with the podcast yeah. tonight. I, I want you to check out this guy um, by the name of L.A. Marzulli. Um, I don't know if you've heard his name. He's, he's a big YouTuber. Um, the the thing that struck me the most about him is he was a he was an atheist. And now for the last 43 years, he's been walking with walking his walk with jesus christ and he is a uh almost an archaeologist in my opinion he's a filmmaker author all this stuff but uh he's come to my buddy's church and he talks about all these uh things that the governments across the world have hidden from everyone and archaeological dig sites when he when he shows you these archaeological digs and these things that are direct that you find direct evidence of in the bible and then you find an archaeological dig site with the same thing but everybody else says oh no that's not that that's not uh anything related to um nephilim and and the bible that's Oh, you know why that that head has an elongated skull is because you know they did uh, crib bearing and and they attached boards to the head and that you know stretched the head. Yeah, that could stretch the head, but why is it going to stretch the eyeballs and the nose? It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. It can't do it. And the only way that it can do it is because of the supernatural. And the I mean, brother, the second I I don't even know if I watched the first uh, uh the second part. But the stuff that this guy talks about in the first part of this video and um, bro, it just fucking blows your mind when all this stuff it, it falls into place yep. about things. It, 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 it's it's crazy. And, and you'll have to watch it. Check it out. But we've rambled on for long enough. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, you know, we probably got some listeners here thinking, man, I didn't come here to go to church. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I but, would like to say uh, to anybody that might feel like that. Remember everything that me and Ryan talked about as far as psyops and mm -hmm. with the life log and how they want to control our thoughts. They want us to be completely integrated and dependent on them as a, a, a system of them being our benefactors pretty much. What does that have to do with God and Satan and Nephilim and demons and angels. This is this is what it has to do with it all. You're either for God or you're against God. 
That's what it comes down to. And when you put things in that spectrum, it's easy to see that the people that are in our government aren't for God because all they want is hate, division, and internal fighting as us as a people. When we should be loving each other as brothers and sisters. That's why I, I wanted, me and Ryan wanted to start this whole thing, was we wanted to provide information so that you could open your mind and see with your third eye and understand that you're in just as much of a spiritual fight as you are a physical fight and that everything that you see in your physical reality, as far as the government, everything else is concerned, it all boils down to somebody answered a call from somebody on that evil side of this fight and they're doing their bidding. That's all the, all it is. That's it's really all it is. We are seeing people play out the wishes of evil entities and spirits that have disguised themselves as gods and other supernatural characters that we know from time. That's all this is. And so we know that a lot of people didn't come here to hear about God. But when you do this for long enough and you look for truth long enough, you ultimately end up back at God because he is the way, the truth, and the life. That, Absolutely. And, and when you start to look into all these conspiracy theories, um, you can start to see how much of the align with everything that's been talked about yep. in the book. Um, you know, and, and I digress, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to see, especially in the times that we're living in now, um, you know, everything from thousands of years ago is coming true right before your and I eyes. And unfortunately, it, 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 you know, I, I, I believe that we're too far gone down it for us to stop it that we're just kind of going to have to stick with coasting and do the best that we can to uh, mitigate it. And on a local level, like you were talking, you know, there's still, you know, areas that locally we can still get involved and stop things. But uh, the big overall picture of it. And, you know, if that's the case, then it makes what we're doing and what, several other people are doing as far as with their podcast, the ones that are really trying to put out truthful information for the betterment of humanity, it makes what we're doing that much more important. Because if yeah, we are absolutely. running out of time, if we are past the point of no return, then it's not too late for us to save ourselves. It might be yep. too late to save the world. But it but that's not what we should be worried about anyway, because if we've been taught the truth and we believe the truth, then we know that this is only temporary. And I'm ready to see what happens after we check out, you know, because I don't think you're checking out. You're really just checking in to where you're yeah, supposed absolutely. to be anyway, you know. Oh, um, <laughs> yep. We're going to. And it's just on the, it's just on the other now, side. But I'm really not apologetic for this talk taking this turn. I, I no, hope nobody has a problem with it. But me personally, I will never shy away from talking about my God. Um, I've had me and Brian, we're going to do a book of Revelations episode and i shot away from it because i didn't want folks to be like oh man this dude's just trying to preach because it's not my job to preach to anybody i mean it is but it isn't i believe that if i tell you drew something about god and you believe it and it turns out to be wrong then i've got your soul in my hands i'm responsible for you you don't you don't get in trouble for believing something that you were told i get in trouble for telling you something that was wrong so i take talking about things like this very seriously because if anybody believes what I say and it turns out that I was wrong then that's I've got that to answer for. and so you know but I but I will not shy away from it. you know I, I have beliefs I have you know I can look up scripture if folks want to get into scripture and we can go deep into it but you know um, this one just kind of took a weird turn not not apologetic for it and it does play together oh absolutely it's all it's all part of the it's all part of the plan man is is just another spoke in the wheel that these evil people want for us 
very soon it's going to be hard to even do things like this and get onto a podcast and talk about God. That's what they want. They want us to completely shy away from God as people. Um, like Drew was saying, you can look in Scripture. You can find out just about where we're at in that book. And ladies and gentlemen, as, as that meme floats around, you know, it's fight like you're the third monkey on Noah's Ark. Brother, it's starting to rain. You know, we, we've got to we've got to see it. We've got work to do. We, we, you know, I, we do this for fun. But if I can help provide information for anybody to, you know, that that's amazing. Because at the end of the day, we're just people. And I do what I can for my neighbors that I'm around. And I would do gladly do anything that I could for anybody else. And if this is the least that I can do for someone is get on here and spit some truth. And I'm going to do it. It doesn't cost me anything to sit here and talk about, you know, what's going on in the world. Talk about God a little. It actually doesn't hurt. Oh, big mouth Drew over there yawning. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, man. Yeah, it's, it's getting, late, it's getting, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little late for me. It's getting yeah, close man. to 10 o'clock. I'm past my bedtime, my brother. Yeah, I'm about to dive into all this editing on the audio stuff. I'm probably going to release the episode in the morning. I don't think I'm going to throw it out tonight since it's already so late. But I think I'm going to drop it tomorrow for Memorial Day. I'm really excited. We've got us an intro. I've, I've put together a little audio clip that we're going to use for an intro and an outro for the time being. So when y'all listen to this, y'all probably already heard it. Uh, Ryan Dean from The Great Deception spent some time with me yesterday showing me how to run some software on the computer. And uh, we're really able to take this podcast to a new level. <clears throat> I just hate that Ryan wasn't here for us to be able to do this with us because he would love this, man. You know, he'd love this. Oh, for sure, man. So for sure. Well, it's been good talking with you tonight. Yeah, Hank. man. I really, um, I, re- I really love diving into this stuff, man. And I can't wait to get further into other stuff. Cause I know it's going to get, uh, these oh, yeah. conversations are going to get really good. Oh yeah. Um, as it's looking right now, we'll be back Wednesday with a little sports show, unless something pops up and then we'll try to, get something out during the week. But if nothing else, we will be back next weekend. Uh, we greatly appreciate everybody for listening. Give us a, a like, a share. Go follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify. It helps us become more available in the search bar when you look for us instead of being buried under 45 different level, you know, layers of episodes and stuff. That would help us out a lot. But ladies and gentlemen... It's going to wrap it up for us. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Drew, I love you, brother. We'll catch y'all next time. Love you too, man. We'll, We'll see you guys next week.